Before we start, I want to say hi from Abby and Manu, our pastors here. This Monday, they had their baby, Joshua Lucas. If you're in the live group, you've seen a picture. He's beautiful. It looks like his father. It's amazing. So we're going to keep praying for them and for this season. Where they're starting a new, a new stage in their lives, so we're going to be praying for them. So last week, we started a new series on Joseph. And last week, we were talking about integrity, being truthful, being honest, to do what you have promised that you are going to do, and to have a whole heart, an undivided heart, but actually to follow Jesus faithfully in every circumstance. And Joseph is an, an amazing example in that. And we're going to keep reflecting and looking at um, Joseph's story. It's a long story because there's many things that are going on in his life. But so that we can remember what was going on in his life. Joseph was his dad's favorite son. His father had um, gifted him a very beautiful tunic, and his um, brothers were jealous of him. And Joseph had dreams. He received dreams from God, and his father would recognize it in him, and his brothers also recognized that in him because they were so irritated at what was happening. Like, oh, here comes that dreamer. We have to kill him. We have to kick him out. We need to do something about him because we don't want to be with him. We want to be in peace, and we want our dad's focus to be on us. And so his brothers sold him into slavery. We also see how Joseph was first in Potiphar's house. He was successful there. But then Potiphar's wife, betrayed him and he ended up in jail but through every circumstance he was he remained faithful faithful to God's promises and his character was amazing his heart towards God was right the way that he would behave in every situation is something um, that we can learn from so today we're going to look at a different area of his character that, that Joseph had that I would recommend for us to apply in our lives, and it's about being humble. So in James 4, 6, it says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but it gives grace to the humble. God loves the humble. 
He opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. I want to be humble. I want to have God's grace in my life. And that is the only way that we must follow. If you want the key to the Christian life, if you want to please God, if you want to receive more anointing, if you want to have Jesus' character, you need to be humble. You need to go low. And this week with the students, we are sharing about the topic of how to have a heart towards the poor and the needy. And that's a mission that Jesus gave us, to go to the poor, to go to the little. And actually, that is the place where we learn how to be humble because Joseph, without wanting to, he ended up in these places. First, at the beginning of his life, he was with his father. They were rich. They had cows. They had a big farm. Everything was good. But in but Joseph's journey was a journey of humility. Without, without even wanting it, people were humiliating him, and that's not what we want. We don't want to humiliate anyone, but he was humiliated, but also he was humble. Because in the places where he was, first at Potiphar's house, he was a slave there. He had duties that he had to fulfill, but even in the middle of the slavery, he remained faithful. He was fulfilling the calling from God. And then when he was in jail, he never complained. Or he never said, well, I actually shouldn't be here because I'm the one that interprets theories. I have this call from God, so I don't know why I'm here. I shouldn't be here. It, this is unfair. I'm a victim. Why is this happening? No, not even once was that his attitude. He would never complain. It's amazing how he would respond in every situation in a humble way. God loves to do something big out of nowhere so that he can show his power and his grace. Many times we say, I want to be someone, and that's fine. It is important to have goals in our lives. I'm not saying that. We also shouldn't have this false humility. But we need to be like Joseph. He will recognize his call in his life, and because he had that calling to his life, he would remain faithful to his calling. He knew that God was giving him dreams, but he also knew that that was not his talent, but it was God's grace in his life. It was God and the Holy Spirit in his life. It, wasn't, it didn't come from him. 
So many times we try to be someone to try to show others that we are somebody. And that's something human. It's something natural in us. But the truth is that if you want to be someone in the eyes of God, it's better if we are nothing. Because the less of you there is of you, and the less you do things in your own strength, then he would be exalted through you. And many times these hard situations reveal what is in our hearts. Let's go to James 4, 10 and 11. Humillense delante del Señor, y Él los levantará con honor. Amados hermanos, no hablen mal los unos de los otros. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will exalt you. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. Humble yourselves before the Lord. These hard situations reveal what's in our hearts. And I, I believe that we, are, we don't have to end up in jail so that things start coming out of our hearts. Maybe sometimes we just need to go through a situation that we don't like. Someone comes and tells you something that you don't like. Someone is doing something that is irritating. It's not necessary to end up in jail. But when our heart is not rooted in His love, when our heart is not rooted in His identity, when our heart is not resting in His love, things start coming out of our heart. What is going on? What happens in your life when things don't go the way you want? What is your response when you don't like something? How are you responding to other people? How do you respond to the situation? Do we get irritated easily by what other people do? What is that person doing here? Actually, I should be there. I have more talent. I have more experience. Why is that other person there, not me? I know better. That person doesn't even know how to speak Spanish. Why is she preaching? Why don't you um, use someone that's a native speaker that can express this better? It's a joke. But what I mean is that many times when there's something that we don't like, in our hearts we want to show how we are right. And we need to be very careful with the way we speak. If we're criticizing others, 
If we're just looking at other people and we're um, just uh, gossiping about others, because many times those types of um, comments, sometimes we're just joking, but it comes from a pride, prideful heart. It comes from a heart that says, I know it all. It comes from a heart that is not humble. And a proud heart is a selfish heart. It only focuses on who I am, what is going on in my life, or what should be happening in my life. It's always trying to exalt itself. So what is humility or humbleness? Like I've said, we can understand humbleness in a wrong way. When we boast, let's boast in the Lord. Because I can be proud and proud of God. I can be confident because I know who I am. I know that I am his daughter. So then I don't mind about what other people think about me because I am actually rooted in his love. My identity flows from that place. I am firm in him. I'm not affected by the things that are happening around me. And I can be confident and I can do the things that God has called me to do. If he's called me to worship, if he's called me to preach, I do it confidently because he's in me. Of course, I have to do my part. I have to be faithful just like the way that Joseph was faithful in his calling. Joseph was doing his part. The same way that Joseph received the dreams and he received those tools of administration. Being successful with finances, being able to interpret dreams. He was faithful to what the Lord had given him. He wasn't boasting about his talents. Instead, he was showing how it was God's grace that he had those things in his life. It's never about you. It's always about him. It's about um, bringing glory to his name. It's about exalting his name. It's about him in us. So that we can decrease, so that he can increase. Many times pride begins with our attitude. Sometimes we think that when someone has a position, you say, well, yes, they're proud because they have that position. So that's why they're proud about it. But pride doesn't come from your position, but pride is an attitude that you've had before. So what is the right attitude? 
The root of pride is sin. And sin is this uh, mindset that says, I am the center of the universe. I am in a throne and not God. So I, I am in charge of my life. I'm in control. That's what Adam and Eve did. And the consequence of pride is an attitude that seeks to exalt itself. And that's the original sin of, of, of Lucifer. That is the original sin of Adam. And that is the sin that we carry in our lives when we say, in my life, I am the one who rules. My plans rule my own things. And maybe God has control of 5% whenever I want. And humility is the opposite. Pride says we're going to get people out of the way and things out of the way. That's what um, Joseph's brothers did with him. We're going to get rid of him. We don't need him. I'm irritated about his talents, but what he carries. What they had in their hearts was coming out. And they were acting from that that heart I don't want to be with my brother because it seems like he always has favor he's always successful and not us and we're older than him and instead of responding with a humble heart that might say let me learn how is your relationship with God? How do you hear God's voice like that? There's many ways of how we can respond. A heart that says, hey, I want to learn from you. I want to learn from what you carry. I want that what you have. I want to learn from your talent. I want to hear God's voice more. Help me out. Pray for me. That is a humble heart. But a prideful heart says, no, I don't need you anymore. Let me go my way. A heart that says, I know it all. I don't need you. And the enemy always comes to divide. And God wants us to be a family, to live in humility, to learn from one another, not criticizing or not judging, not thinking that I am better than you. Love sometimes hard. To honor someone else sometimes is hard. But when we don't know who we are in Christ, then we're living from a broken heart. Responding from a broken heart. And things start coming out of our heart when someone is pushing the button in you. 
why are you doing that? It's your fault that I, react, that I am reacting this way. But it's not that way. If I'm irritated for a reason, it's not Alexandra's fault. Poor Alexandra. She doesn't have power over me. It is I, the one that needs to learn how to manage her heart. I need to go deeper in God's presence. It is me, the one that needs to grow in, in her identity. A humble heart is able to accept its place. I am creation, but God is creator. I am the clay and God is the potter. I am small, but he's big. It is that heart's attitude. And when we choose to go low before him, to humiliate, humble ourselves before him, what our heart is saying, without you, I cannot do anything. If I'm going to do something meaningful for you, I need to do it with you. Together with your Holy Spirit and not on my own strength. A humble heart always says he is big. A humble heart always says, Holy Spirit, I want to belong in, in you. I don't want to do things on my own strength. A humble person trusts in God. We depend on God for everything. For everything in every area of our lives, we depend on Him. And we can show our trust towards God in the way that we make choices, what we say through our actions. And when we trust in Him, when we show daily in every little thing, every big thing, and we say, hey, God, I trust in you. I trust in you when I'm facing injustice. I trust in you when things are not going the way that I want. I trust in you when I feel like I don't have friends. I trust in you when someone abandons me. I trust in you when someone is rejecting me. I trust in you when someone um, is not seeing my talents. I trust in you in every moment. And when God sees how your heart is responding in that way, he can also trust in you. Joseph was faithful in the little and the big things. He was trusting in God in every season. When his brothers sold him into slavery, when he was in Potiphar's house, 
When Potiphar's wives betrayed him, when they sent him to jail, when they forgot about him, when he was interpreting their dreams, in every moment, he chose to trust in God. In every moment, he chose to respond from that place. I'm amazed at Joseph's heart. I'm amazed at Joseph's um, character. I'm amazed at the way that he would respond from a place of love, not wishing bad to anyone, not speaking bad about anyone, not seeking his own justice, not seeking his own way, but just trusting in God that when it was the right time, God would exalt him. It is also God's promise. It's not about us making our own way, but God is making a way for us. Many times we say, okay, let me help God a little bit because he's going very slow. He might not even know what's going on. He can't see who's doing wrong against me. Let me help you a little bit, God. You know very little. You haven't been in your throne long enough. Really? He is working in us if we allow him to work in our lives. But if we're trying to take control constantly and seek in our own ways constantly, he doesn't force himself on us. Then, if we continue Joseph's story, we're not going to read the whole passage, but I'm going to mention some things because it's a long story. It's Genesis from chapter 40 to chapter 50. It's Joseph's story, so I recommend for you to read it at home so you can learn from every detail in the Bible. But at some point, when Joseph was in jail, he was being faithful to his calling. He was dreaming. And like Manu was sharing last time, people around Joseph also started having dreams. They were living out of um, Joseph's anointing. And so Pharaoh had a dream. Of seven strong, healthy cows, and then seven cows that were skinny. And then Pharaoh woke up, and then he had another dream. So Pharaoh was wondering what his dreams meant, and um, 
the cupbearer remembered, oh yeah, there was this guy that would interpret dreams in jail. And so Pharaoh said, okay, well, let's call him. And so Joseph came to Pharaoh and Pharaoh said, they said that you would interpret dreams so you can tell me what my dream means. And so in that moment, Joseph also said, he responded with humility. This is Genesis 41, 16. And he's responsible to this with humility. Joseph answered to Pharaoh, it is not me who can do it, but God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. It's not about me. It's not about my talent. It's not that I am the great I am interpreting dreams. But he was, his response was with humility, with a loving heart, saying, hey, this is from God. He's the one that uses me. I give my life to him so he can use me, but it is about him. And so the story goes on. Saying that um, Joseph had a response from the Lord, um, saying that for seven years there's so there's going to be abundance, there's going to be a lot of food. Seven years of success, and then after those seven years, there's going to be seven years that of lack, where there's not going to be any food. And I love Joseph's heart because Farron was, was asking, okay, what should we do? What is the answer if we're going to have seven years of plenty and then uh, seven years of lack? What should we do? How should we handle the situation? And with a humble heart, it's not like Joseph said, oh, I know someone, that's me. I recommend myself humbly. To this position, I'm going to be the second one after Pharaoh. It should be me. I suggest that you would choose me. No, instead, he said, I suggest uh, for you to find someone with the wisdom to be able to handle this. And he probably wasn't even thinking that Pharaoh was going to choose him for that position. He was saying, it's not like he was saying, well, I don't know if you see me, I'm here. I love how humble he was in his heart. And Pharaoh said, there's no one else besides you. I want you. I want to commission you to be in charge. We don't need to accept ourselves or our own talents because when we have God's favor in our lives, things happen. We don't need to seek a platform when someone is looking at us because if you have God's favor, things happen. You just need to stay faithful do what God has given you, just like Joseph who had a humble heart. 
And many times, God exalts people that are nobodies, that are not thinking greatly about themselves because there's more room for the Holy Spirit to move through them because not, they're not full of themselves. And I love it. I love what God does because in our own strength, we're not going to bring his kingdom to the earth. We're not going to provoke a move of God in our own strength. But he wants to use us. And he wants us to be a channel where the, the river of God flows to respond in humility to every situation. And then his brothers go there because um, there's also famine in Canaan. And his brothers didn't know that Joseph was there in Egypt. So they came to Egypt saying, we're hungry. Can we get some food? There's a lot of details in this story, but there is one moment where Joseph had many opportunities to respond towards his brothers in a way um, that says, like, I'm going to take revenge of what you have done. You have made me suffer, so now it's my turn because now I am in the position where I'm able to pay back. And he, he did lie a little bit because he wanted to know if his father was still alive and asking about his father. He wanted to reunite his whole family, but at the end, he, he was broken because his, his brothers couldn't recognize him, so he revealed himself saying, it is I, I am here. And his brothers were afraid of what he was going to do then because his brothers thought that he was going to, going to punish them. But no. The story ends with all of the family moving to Egypt where they had a beautiful land there. The whole family was reunited again. How God would use Joseph in a way that all the horrible things that happened they still had a beautiful ending where all the family was together again. And that was the work of God, but not in a way that we might think or come up with. And of course, there were consequences. There were consequences in the way, consequences that Joseph had to pay because of his brother's actions. But he would always respond with a humble heart. So let's reflect a little bit on these words. And my question for you today is, what is your heart's condition today? If your heart is like a garden, where everything's beautiful, blooming, all pretty, 
orchestra heart a mess a forgotten garden where you have plants that you don't even know that you don't, you don't even want there Proverbs 4.23 says guard your hearts above all else because it is the fountain of life nothing external should bother you if your heart is in the right place nor what other people are doing or the circumstances it's not going to bother you if your heart is in the right place if your heart is focused on heaven you reflect the things from heaven and you have the heaven in your heart and God is very interested in your heart and God's very interested in your character not so much interested in what you know what to do or your talents but he's interested in the condition of your heart he cares if you're responding in a harsh way towards someone if you're if your jokes put someone down because your because life flows from your heart and whatever is in your heart you're reflected unto others so how are you responding it's not about a position it's not about miracles if your heart is a mess because the truth is that by God's mercy we can go out on the streets and come back with great testimonies but then we respond in a really harsh way towards our brothers it's not about the miracles or wonders if our heart is not in a humble place if love is not governing our hearts if we're constantly criticizing others just looking at their mistakes and saying oh, they don't know how to do things they don't know how to express themselves a humble heart and a loving heart is I was looking for a way to lift others up let's compete in honoring others in loving others every time with every word and we can do that when his love reigns in our hearts when our identity is in him then it flows Joseph wasn't in love with the tools that he had he was in love with God 
He wasn't boasting on the things that he was able to do. But he had a very profound um, relationship with God. This story is not about Joseph's talents. It's not about his success. He was successful, but that was the result of a relationship, an intimate relationship with God. Where he would respond in a humble way. Sometimes we miss those things in the story because we focus on, on his talents, the things that we can see. Wow, how successful he was in a hard place. But behind all of it, there was a heart that was looking for God. A heart that was surrendered to God. What do you want from God? What do you want in your life? Have you thought about it? It's a big question now towards the end. But what do you want? What are those things where you would say, okay, if I had this, I would be truly happy? Do you want more anointing? Do you want more power, a better position, more friends? More peace? More revelation? Revelation from heaven? What do you want? Or do you want to go deeper with God? That's a very common um, answer. I want to go deeper in God. What does that mean? We always say that. Let's go deeper in God. What does that mean? Would you be happy having more peace? Or if we have a bigger church? where we can fit more people, having more influence, for God to speak to you more. Those are all good things. Those are things that most people can check off and say, yes, I want that too. But we start losing our way if we're seeking things and not seeking for the person, for Jesus, if we're not looking for, for God. Because if we're only seeking things, even though they're good, even though they're amazing, even though they're also the things that I personally want, I wouldn't mind having all of those things that I've said before. But if we don't seek God, if we're only seeking for things, we can end up in this place very easily where we're comparing ourselves to others of pride, where we say, um, that person has more anointing than I do. No one is seeing me. We need to seek Jesus, just like Joseph did. He was seeking God in the middle of everything. The only thing that he cared about was, what does God say? What is he saying to me?
We were created for the intimate things with God. And that is also the place where he is calling every one of us to be. This perfect peace, this perfect revelation, this perfect intimacy. We were created for those things. But if we're looking for things without the person, we're not going to find them. We need to seek for God. If you want more humility, seek God. If you want more anointing, seek God. If you want to go deeper, seek Jesus. And when we do that, then we're going to find everything in the kingdom of God is about having a relationship with Him. It's about having being near Him. And that's where He's calling us to, to guard our, our garden and remove every weed that does not belong, every pride, all criticism, all gossip, speaking bad about others, to judge others, to make those comments. I was just joking a little bit. That doesn't please the Lord. He wants to purify us. He wants for us to live in holiness. And that's the place where he's calling us today. My invitation for you today is to surrender. To surrender before him. And what I was feeling in my heart was to really repent of her attitude, of her pride, of when we focused on someone else. And it might be that we don't want to let other people know that we have these things in our hearts, but don't worry. It's all of us here. We're not just talking about one person here. It's about all of us. We all have pride in our hearts. And what is required is humility. That humility that brings us to to Him, to our knees, that recognizes I haven't done things right, and to ask for forgiveness of our own attitudes, of our pride. How my desire is always to be first. That desire that um, wants to seek other things and not Him. There's always an invitation. We, we're never forcing anyone. But God is really interested in your heart today. God's interested in your life. He wants to do something new. He wants to clean up that garden. He wants to touch your heart. Do you want to change? Would you give your life? 
I'd like to invite you to come up to the front. And we have the ministry team, we have the students that can lay hands and pray for you. But um, the invitation here is to, to repent, to come before the Lord and ask forgiveness and saying, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. 